Here we are, final hour, Friday. Nick Ashew, Trista Crick, BetMGM tonight. We got conference realignment being made official. It's not necessarily a news dump at this point. Everybody knew it was going to happen, but here we are all the way at the end going, we have a pack four that's left. Oregon, UCLA, USC, Washington, all headed to the Big Ten. The Big 12 just got bigger, and the Pac-12 releases a statement saying, oh, they're convinced that they're... uh, they're gonna they're gonna make things better. Everything's gonna be good. And here you go. And that's where we are, Trista. Nothing left for the Pac twelve. Nothing. Just absolutely nothing left, folks. Gross. Dismayed. Oh no, why? Do we do we count oh, the camera? Uh, <laughs> the sound she just I was like, is she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, put it on camera, please. The camera that you have in there is like automatic and moves, and it just, it's so great. <laughs> the, I was wondering like, why I wasn't on camera. I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to notice, and all, and it just, you went from like, yeah, it's all good. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, I went to go shut the door because I went to the restroom at break, and I was like, oh, let me shut the door because it's soundproof. And this thing automatically, the mic automatically moves when I move. Yeah. For whatever reason, it doesn't move when I sit back down. So (laughs) just, and I was like, why am I not on camera? I was like, oh, well, this is like a weird shot that they're setting up with Ashu. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well. And I was like, are we going to the re-rack right now? I don't think that that's the right time. They had it up on vMix, and I was so confused, but I was being a good teammate. I wasn't going to say a word. I was just, I was like, well, I guess it's Ashu's time. Let Ashu cook right now. Let uh, him cook. No, and needed I'm you just to sitting there. Needed you to cook here too. Needed you to cook here too. Uh, you and I have a list. Just, just doing a little, little. Are you gonna miss that? You're gonna miss the old Zeke, Zeke thing. The little Zeke cook in Dallas. Yeah, I guess it's more of the eat. It's not the cook. Yeah, it's more of that. I still think of that time when he ate that bowl of cereal. Remember that giant bowl of cereal, like super fast, like that, and just made a mess. Yes, that was. For, for some fun. reason, I can't. I I still remember that to this day. It's like that's kind of funny, actually. Remember when your running back got shot uh, on Eighth Street? Yeah, that was bad. I'm glad that didn't happen. It was really bad. In, or glad that was wasn't really worse. Bad. Yeah. So. Uh, leave leave my running backs alone. I'm not making fun of you. Why are you getting all? Te- oh, because it's, it's the last hour of the show. Someone's getting a little testy here. Damn. Take that from a, <laughs> laughing sorry. at a bowl of cereal to like talking about a serious thing with Brian Robinson. I, Damn. I don't even know why. Yeah, jeez. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I said that. That was so rude. I would it, say walk not that even back. Indicative. It was not even indicative of my character. I don't know. I I I don't even know why. I, I feel bad now. I feel. Really, right. I think it was the camera. I'm embarrassed about the camera thing. Well, it's not. It, it's okay. It's just a. It's a robot. Don't let it make you mad. Here, you want to talk about the best coaches against the spread in the NFL right now? We got a I list of that. I actually do. Yeah, Let's and it's, you know. get out of this fast. I know, it's, I know it's only one season, but Brian Dable's at the top of the list, 14-5 and five against the spread. I mean, you get, look, two playoff games for that team on top of that. And look, we, we, we saw the difference in, in what he brought to the table the first year with that team. Uh, and it also factors in, though, they were dogs a lot last year. I mean, this is this is the one thing to keep in mind. The Giants may not be in that same position this season. Everybody expected the Giants to be a horrible team last year, so the market only adjusted so much. But listen, they were a playoff team. They earned it, and they got to that point. The question then becomes, what does Brian Dable do from year one to year two? Like, now it's not like we've seen – it's either like young quarterbacks we've seen this, you've seen it with young head coaches, where nobody knows what 
type of coach they are, what their moves are, what their thought process is. And then you get through a season, and teams can analyze the film in the offseason. Now we're going to start to get a test to see like what type of coach Brian Dable actually is, just going from year one to year two with the Giants. And whether Vegas respects what the Giants mm-hmm. did and that they move the line accordingly. Because really what happened was, you know, the football was here and Vegas saw them as way down here. No matter what happened, no matter what they did. Mm-hmm. It was, oh man, you know, Giants are playing the Vikings in their, what were they? Like, I forget what it was, maybe seven and a half point dogs or something. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially close to the end of the year when they were covering everything. And that they just wouldn't adjust it. So I guess the question is how much respect do the Giants get? And do they continue? I think they'll continue to play the way they did this year, this last year. It's just really a matter of what the expectations and what the market sets things at and what people do in the betting markets, right? You know, we know that the public and sharps move the lines. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> – the question obviously becomes still Daniel Jones heading into this season, right? Like, we, we saw a guy that was a great game manager. I know that's a that's a horrible word to say, but the Giants are three-and-a-half-point dogs week one against your Dallas Cowboys at home. So that, that tells you the, in what just – that tells you what at least the bookmakers think about the Giants versus the Cowboys right now. It's tough to be a three-and-a-half-point three dog at home like that and then be looked at as a playoff team on top of that. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out why – we're not getting Harbaugh trends because I feel like Harbaugh is always talked about as one of the best at that. And maybe his lifetime against the spread record is not great, but his against the spread record in week ones are automatic. Yep. Automatic. 11 and 4 against the spread in week one games, 15 and 7 against the spread following a loss of 10 or more. And then. 14 and 2 straight up against rookie quarterbacks. So these are some interesting trends. Not just like a coaches against the spread period over their career, but finding interesting nuggets. You know, Belichick's famously really has a really great against the spread record against rookie quarterbacks as well. Yeah, well it's like the Steelers, right? The Steelers are 6-3 and 1 overall straight up week 1. Uh, since uh, 2014. So you start looking at that and go, oh, yeah, the Steelers are really good. Because there's certain teams, too, right? They're just prepared coming out of training camp. They're prepared coming out of the gate. I mean, we kind of joke a little bit about the Ravens just winning every preseason game, but they also then look prepared in the regular season. They come out week one, and they're really good. We've seen the Steelers. They come out week one. They're really good. I mean, in fact, there's a lot of people, myself included, that actually really like the Steelers week one against the 49ers. I mean, Steelers are three-point dogs at home against San Francisco. That there's an opportunity there. If you really want to jump in, you take the Steelers on the money line plus 130. But like to at least take the Steelers to cover, and that that could be end up being a one point game simply because they're kind of like the Ravens, you know, and and John Harbaugh, and they're prepared once you get to that first week of the season. Think about this too. You know, we're talking about what is this top ten against the spread coaches in their careers, right? And the. And Sean Payton's sitting there at, at 10, at 54.8%. But the flip side of that is almost as good, too, which is coaches that just never cover. Sure. Right? And if you're a top 10 coach uh, in against the spread and you're only covering at 54.8% of the time, what does that say about how difficult it is to cover, right? 
think about that right now. I mean, in terms of betting and, and how hard it is to to win money. So, I mean, you talk about 67.7% in two seasons, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still rolling. I think I'm still rolling. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got some other ones here if you really want to go farther down the list, some that are the worst against the yeah. spread. Matt e- Matt Eberflus is 6-11 and 11 against the spread. Now, that's a short, that's a small sample size. So you kind of look at that and say, could they be a little bit better? If you want bigger sample sizes, Dennis Allen, 21-31-1 against the spread, f- covering 40% of the time. Robert Sala, 14-20. and 20. Kevin O'Connell, 7-10-1 with the Vikings. Big one here. Todd Bowles, 31-44-7, covering just 42% of the time against the spread. Wow. Todd, so, I mean, that's why he's so bad. He's so bad. Todd Bowles, one of the worst. I don't think he's good, period, but certainly against the spread, he's atrocious. Yeah, I mean, once you start getting to some of these bigger sample sizes, it's you also have to keep in mind, too, like, think back, okay, and I know it's, you know, it's not exactly an apples-to-apples talking about a team against the spread. But, like, if, if they started off coaching a team that was just really bad, that can affect their record, right? Like, they're just seven, eight-point dogs, and it's just you're, you're, you're taking over a team and rebuilding them. It takes a little bit of time to certainly build that up. Ron Rivera, though, pretty good. Tw- in 12 seasons, 102-93-7 against the spread, 52%. But that's also with good Carolina teams. There haven't been many good teams in Washington so far that he's taken over. I got Harbaugh for you now. Are you ready? John Harbaugh, overall, yes. not week one, overall, 132, 119, and 11. So covering 52.6% of the time. Wow. I'm going to need, like, you're going to need to take some... I don't know how you there's there's got to be ways to pull out situations that they're just not in anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what you'll have to do is because there's been some ups and some downs in those Joe those late Joe Flacco years sure. were rough. The uh the Snoop Huntley year, we'll call it the <laughs> the Snoop Huntley year. It's kind of 2 years uh, though when you Pro think Bowl. about it. Yeah, it was. The Snoop Snoop Huntley era wasn't great, I don't think. Ravens so, are n- I, that just is surprising to me. Ravens nine and a half point favorites week one against the Texans. It's a big number, but the Texans. I think the Texans are going to be better this year. Like they're the Ravens come out prepared week one. That's a big number. Like there's a chance there. There's a chance that maybe Houston's able to cover and they only lose by a touchdown. But Baltimore's just just so loaded right now offensively. They're just so much better than where they were last year. Even with that big number, even with if you think Houston's going to be better, which I do, you're going to have a rookie quarterback starting week one. Baltimore probably covers that and can win by 10 still. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Bill Belichick, 58% is interesting too because a lot of those were the Tom Brady years. Sure. Have to be, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 28 seasons. Yeah. You got and the I mean, Jets in there though. A lot of yeah, but it's mostly at that point. It's just it's so many good teams that you're just going to kind of fluff your record a little bit. I mean, look at Dan Campbell in two totally. years, twenty three and eleven against the spread, and we knew this, right? Year one with the Lions, the Lions were a cover machine his first year as a head coach. They didn't win a lot, but they were a cover machine, and you knew the Texans and the Lions have been one of my two of my favorite teams. Probably Lions more two years ago than last year, but the Texans are that other team where it's they may not win, but they cover. And they cover a lot because they deal with big spreads. The Texans have dealt with a lot of double-digit spreads over the years. 
especially the last two. The Lions, the first year under Dan Campbell, a lot of big, they were under big underdogs a lot of times. So that really gave him an opportunity to kind of to not, to just be a team that you ride the rest of the way. And that's what you really want to try and find. I love finding those teams that play hard, but just don't win because you're going to continue to get big spreads and then they're going to be it's going to be just enough right the Oklahoma City Thunder especially last year you went, oh oh yeah they're they're 12 point dogs again on the road Tuesday night in Memphis and then they lose by 9 happened all the time yeah your guy Mike McCarthy yeah, covering I mean, 56% of Mike the time Mike McCarthy yeah there you go just not in crucial games yeah that's true Let's, when you have Zeke, you have Zeke as your offensive lineman. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't help. Uh, Matt Lafleur, forty-two twenty-nine, forty-two and twenty-nine, um, as four seasons as a head coach against the spread. So a little over fifty-nine percent. I mean, Matt Lafleur has had great teams, right? Won thirteen games, three straight years as the head coach of the Packers. Have Aaron Rodgers. It certainly helps. Yeah, that that's definitely a big part of it. I think Zach Taylor being sixty percent uh, against the spread for four seasons is really interesting to me too, especially considering there's been some a lot of slow starts. So if you're taking out the first like six weeks of every season for four seasons, that's twenty four games, right? Uh, I mean, you're pro- he's probably like forty forty twenty and two, you know. Because the the beginning of those seasons have been rough against the spread, mm-hmm. losing the teams outright that they're favored again favored in, you know obviously that big demolishment to the Browns killed them. But like Zach Taylor in general has figured it out where they're just I mean they're a juggernaut right that offense and the defensive coordinator one of the best at halftime adjustments we know that too, but Zach Taylor's top three for the longest sample size him and Matt LaFleur together. That's very interesting. Interesting to think about Andy Reid, right? We talk a lot about the Chiefs last year, right? Chiefs did not Chiefs were not good against the spread last year at all. And they continued to have big spreads. They wouldn't cover, but they would win. Andy Reid covered just 51% of the time as a head coach. And a lot of that is also with the Chiefs. And a lot of that's piled up just on the last couple of seasons where they'd sit there and be two touchdown favorites at times. Maybe not that much, but right, it always just felt like the Chiefs were a great team to fade week after week against the spread. Yeah, these big numbers, man. When you get big numbers and you're this juggernaut team, uh, then you know what you're going to have is is it is a difficult. It's difficult to win on any given Sunday, let alone cover ten and a half and you know twelve and a half. That's what the Chiefs' numbers are against bad teams like the Texans or the Colts. Nine and eleven against the spread in 2022. Ten and ten against the spread in 2021 for the Chiefs. But it's kind of worked out for them, right? You know, a couple of Super Bowls in there. Patrick Mahomes locked up for a really long time. I'll take my team losing, winning close games and then getting a couple Super Bowls. So, it's bet MGM the night.